Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. How are you, Larry? Over to me. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Well, I was going to run with it, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I just thought, because well, it, it was him, him, he started the money idea, right? Well, well yeah, uh, because it's been my theme for the for the year so far, and for if this ever makes it to... Uh, makes it on the air i'm pushing a couple books which i didn't write but overcoming under earning uh followed check that by out the library by the way it looks like you checked that out i did library. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and uh rewire for wealth okay so nice. uh, in fact i think i actually have uh the electronic versions of these books i can pass those along to you guys if you're interested so the topic of the day then is the money mindset, I guess. Uh, you know, after reading these uh, this first book, you know, I realize, you know, there are a lot of traps that we fall into as far as, well, you were just talking about <clears throat> the Bentley in front of the the, uh, the Waffle House, right? So very often I have to say I've, I've been um, guilty of this. If I see someone who I suspect as, uh, you know, being overly wealthy, I tend to have, you know, negative feelings. negative thoughts. I guess negative uh, reactions regarding, you know, how did you get the money? You must have been, you know, only bastards have a lot of money. And it's like, well, with mindsets like that, how am I supposed to be attracting more money into my life? So that's I'm, one of the things that, been, they, that like personal development people talk about is one of the blocks for people that aren't getting money or don't feel like they're having money is that what you just said is like they see money as an evil thing. Like they see it as a, as if that person has money, then they must not be a good person. And then that pushes you away from that and then go, well, I don't want to be a bad person. So I'll just be safe and not worry about getting money, I, which kind of also is counterintuitive because it sounds ridiculous. Or like, what does that like, of yeah, course I want, yeah. you know. Um, well, we're taught so at an early to... age, too, that uh, money is the root of all evil, right? Right, right. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So what are you struggling with then with all that? I mean, what, what what's your, what have your... What well, my, str- my, my struggle is um, uh, I've... I've never been really that smart about money and I'm, and I'm facing up to the facts. And actually, and actually uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's it's my, it's my responsibility, but it's not necessarily my fault because I really never had a good education on on money. Um, Other than my mom pounding into my head, money doesn't grow on trees. Uh, that was basically it. Which is weird because it's made of paper. Yeah. And 
exactly where it grows. There we go. <laughs> That's a great a great example of where you can have a mindset shift because what we speak tends to it comes from our thoughts and it tends to come full circle, right? Mm. So instead of saying I've never been good about money, and I used to do the same thing, Larry, but now I'll say up and up until this point or up until a certain point in the past, I was never good about money. And now I'm learning how to be good about money. Because when we still when we say, as you did, I've never been good with money, that's still the present moment. That's mm. still the present. And I think that's a, a really interesting, but but a good foundational, simple place to start. Uh, right. It, it really <clears throat> does start with, uh, yeah, how you think about it. You know, it, I'm, I'm being more conscious about, you know, thinking about money, but also other verbs like spending or earning or uh, and analyzing figure out where that thought is coming from uh it positive negative otherwise uh so it's definitely been in the forefront of my mind uh, just like a, 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 in terms of analysis or contemplation but not so much in terms of uh uh Uh, not not coming up with the word, but uh, application. <laughs> well, not even. It's more like um, uh, it, it, it's not all encompassing uh, in my life. Although uh, it, it's more than it used to be. So. One thing that Tony Robbins always talks about, and other people too, um, with money is that. And it also seems kind of counterintuitive is that if you want more money, give more money away. That's an interesting concept for me. Like they say, if, if you like Tony Robbins always tells a story about how he had $26 left to his name and he was at the lowest point of his life. And he goes to this like all you can eat buffet place and he watches this, this little kid bring his mom out for dinner and he gives the kid the basically his last dollar and and. You know, he gives away what he has. And when he gets back for and he was he, he was he said he was walking on air after he did it, even though he should have been completely distressed and and and, you know, wrecked in, mentally, emotionally, financially, whatever. And I don't know, he tells the story that when he gets back to his apartment, um, like a day later, he gets a phone call from a guy who owed him money and basically paid him back like money plus interest that he owed him and blah, blah, blah. But he always talks about, and I've heard other people say it too, like when you're feeling like you are, when you have a feeling of like lack or a feeling of like not, a, not feeling abundant or whatever, find somebody to help in some way with like, even if it's a, a financial thing, like if you've got $5 to give to donate to something or whatever, like, when you give things out in the universe, they come back to you. Like that's, mm -hmm. that was an interesting thing. And it's so hard for me. And I'll say it like, I'll say it. It's hard because it's like, I don't want to give somebody something that I covet so much, you know, why would I want to give something away that I want, you know, that I want, but that's the wrong way to think about it. And it's a hard, like, like it's a very difficult um, 
you know, thing to kind of navigate emotionally and mentally and spiritually. You're like, okay, well, here's my $5, you know, donation to a church or whatever, when I really could use that $5, you know, like I'm just using that as an example, but also, I mean, you know, that's $5 I could spend on gas or $5 I could do on, you know, um, on groceries or whatever. And I don't know, but it's something that I hear now and again, and not a, I mean, it's just, it seems, it stresses me out to think about it because I'm like, well, all right, here's, Mm -hmm. here you go universe. I'm trusting you with this. And then I want something, you know, back in return kind of a thing. And that's the other thing about that is like, all right, well, I'm giving away something to get something back. Like, <laughs> right, you, you, right. There's an ulterior motive going on there. Yeah, and that that's not going to work. It's that, that's really a fascinating point you're talking about there, Dustin. Um, last night I had my second weekly meeting. I started a journey of faith. Uh, I'm being discipled for the next two years by one of my oldest, dearest friends, who's the most faith-based person I know. Because you know, I mean, I pray every day. But I never feel like I'm I'm receiving anything. So I wanted to move forward. And no pastor I've ever talked to when I've asked a question, you know, how do I figure out how to get closer to God? How do I develop that communication? Nobody's ever had an answer. And about two months ago, I was having breakfast with, with my friend Craig. We had our first jobs together out of college. So we've known each other, oh shit, 44 years now. And I asked him that question. Craig, I know you know you have such a deep faith. How do you have any idea? How do I get closer? He goes, Yeah, there's actually a course. It's called the Journey Discipleship. So you know, I order the materials. Uh, I guess the book's downstairs, but it's a 400-page book. I got assignments every week. But one of the things that came up during this week's reading was about giving. And when you give in order to get back, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to give from here really just to give. And when we expect to get something back, that's probably not going to work, but it's a, it's a fascinating topic. So why wouldn't that work? What's the difference? Right. But it was really, there's some irony that you're bringing that up. And I just reading about that this week. Mm -hmm. So the universe is working in our favor right there. You guys, it's the universe. There's there's, there's like multiple ways of looking at this, isn't there? And we've spoken about this before about like the woo woo way and this kind of metaphysical way. And then there's the scientific way. Um, And it's different people will come to it from a different place and nobody's right. Nobody's wrong because we don't, nobody knows anything really. Um, but I, I I don't know who said this phrase, but it, I'm paraphrasing it. But it was something like, "Holding on makes it harder to let go." Mm-hmm. And the point is, if you're kind of going like that with money, how can you let go of the desire of money? And you and then you the question you'd ask is, well, why would I want to let go of that desire? Well, the I, the whole thing is when you get into the kind of woo woo of it, what you're saying about Tony Robbins. I've actually heard that teaching through Neil Donald Walsh. And he says, the thing you want, you should give. So if you want love, you should go and give love to people. Like, and it's all unconditional, just like Peter was saying. If you, if you do it to get something, um, I have a little contradiction to that to add in a second. But yeah, if you want, um, if you want connection, connect with people. Go and go and find people and connect with them, right? If you're lacking that. So, but the, as soon as you say you want or need something, 
you've just said, I don't have that. You've expressed that you don't have, you, you're lacking something. Yeah. And his thing was, if you feel like you're lacking something, go and give that to someone else. Because as soon as you give it, you will receive it. Now, when we talk about money, it's like, yeah, well, I gave somebody a fiver. I didn't get a fiver back from somebody else. You know, nobody gave me five bucks when I gave. So that doesn't really work, does it? And I don't look at it that way. For me, because I'm, you know, I want, I'm empirical. I want the science behind it. The science for, of the psychology is when I relinquish the desire, from, in my opinion, I open up my perspective. I can see better. I'm blinkered like this, money, 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 money. And when I go, ah, do you know what? I don't really need it that much, do I? I get to see a bigger picture where there are way more opportunities. And guess what? Within those opportunities, there's going to be some opportunities to earn money in a different way. Not because they magically appeared, not because I mm. did some affirmation, but simply I changed the way that I think about it. And therefore, I saw things differently. And so that thing really resonates with me. Holding on makes it harder to let go. What was the thing I was going to come back to? <laughs> oh, gi giving to giving to receive. And I think this was a Neil Donald Walsh thing as well, where he says, you should be absolutely selfish when you're acting in this way because the thing that you really want to receive is the internal expression of love that you get when you do something decent and kind without wanting anything in return it's like you don't want anything physical in return i don't want anything metaphysical in return i'm not after getting something in return the return i get is i feel better and so he says go out in the world and do things for the selfish reason that it will make you feel better mm. when you do it and so keep that in your mind it's okay to be selfish if the selfish thing is that you are feeling better from doing those things. And obviously he's talking about doing kindness and stuff because we all know that makes us feel better. Yeah. In our country, we've got this thing called the big issue and it's people that are homeless and they sell a magazine. The magazine is printed by a publisher that wants to help people like that. So he's like, don't go, don't beg for for money sell this magazine we're going to spend all the money on hostels and helping homeless people he's an amazing guy and but you will keep you will keep whatever percentage of the money is half the money or two quarters three quarters of the money or whatever it is so and what happens is when you purchase something off of somebody they retain their dignity because they're not begging they're selling you something mm -hmm. selling you something of value because it's got some <clears throat> brilliant articles i get it every time i see somebody and you know what the next thing is that you do you give them, it's four pounds. You go, there, have a fiver or have 10 pounds. And they go, do you want your change? You go, no, thanks. I just want the magazine. Thank you. And you've given them something extra. But that hopefully they don't feel like a charity case and that you just gave them some extra for no reason. You give a tip to a cab driver, right? He doesn't feel like a charity case, does he? You give a tip to the barman. He doesn't feel like a charity case. I'm giving a tip to somebody selling me something. It's the same transaction. Yeah. I also, uh, while you're talking, Stuart, was thinking about what money is. And, and I think a lot of us, and something that I've had to kind of work through is that, you know, money is an expression of an exchange of 
service and energy exchange, right? I think we've talked about this maybe a long mm -hmm. time ago. We talked about what men, what money actually is a representation of. It's an exchange of energy, right? And so, if you if you feel like you're lacking in in money, it might be because you're not putting out enough service, or you're not like you were saying, Stuart, with a tip, like. You know, you get the tip because you've gave, gave you've provided a service, you've given someone value, and so you get that back to you in an expression of a financial token, a dollar or whatever, <clears throat> as an expression of that service that you've given and that energy that you've given. And so, I I think, um, and that is the kind of the the you know the the age age-old question like how do i serve more people like then like how you look at the most rich the richest people in the world like you know bezos and jobs and whatever and how are they so rich is because they found a way to serve millions and billions of people and give them what they want right and so on a smaller scale like for me as a as a real estate agent like how can i serve more people how can i provide more value how can i be you know that go-to person that they when they think of you know good service they think of me you know like how can i do that and so looking for those reasons and going back to the whole giving thing that's what you should be that's what i should be thinking about like how can i how can i expand helping people and don't worry about the money part of it don't think about the money part of it don't think about the financial the commission check at the end of the deal Think about the service that you're providing to the people that you're trying to serve, you know, provide it to and and what it will, how it will enrich their lives and how you will be enriched by that. And and the money part of it will come. I was told years and years ago, like when you start thinking about the actual money, don't think about the money, think about doing the right thing and the money will show up. And and so I've tried to live my life like that. Um you know, and I'm not rich, but you know, I've made it so far. I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm fine you know whatever but could it be more could do i want more yeah of course i want we all want more like we were talking about before i think we've, before we hit record that sometimes <clears throat> it doesn't matter how much money you make here if you're in that mindset of this isn't enough or this this you know whatever is like you think about what you didn't get versus what you have in your hand and that's that's tough that's a tough way to, to think you know um so we kind of shifted it a little bit but but yeah, money is an exchange of energy is what my point is, is all that. Mm. Uh, you know, one, uh, I just came across an article today about how uh, there was a study done, I don't remember which university, but there was a study done that was looking, it was comparing uh, intelligence with uh, income. And yeah, there is a point where there there's a correlation when, you know, the more intelligent you are, the better grades you get, the more income you're able to make, generally speaking. But when you get up to the upper, the, the, the really stratospheric levels of, of income, intelligence does not play a part, really. And they're not quite sure why. But uh, <laughs> so when, when I think of, you know, yeah, Bezos, yes, is probably pretty intelligent, but Donald Trump, I don't think is intelligent at all. But still, they're probably in in more or less the uh, the, the same neighborhood, I guess, as far as income goes. Uh, 
We think well, we have... one would be at the very low echelon of wealth. The other one's at the very high echelon of wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge difference between those two. Well, yeah, but uh, from my vantage point, I'm still probably looking up at yeah. uh, up at their levels. So anyway, I just thought that was uh, kind of uh, interesting and timely. Um, anyway, uh, we're we're going over a little bit, and and I've got uh, another appointment. Um, I would love to continue this conversation on uh, on the podcast or not, uh, or even make a separate uh, roundtable. Okay. And uh, I, I have a suggestion for a little call to action, at least for the four of us. Two steps. One, write down what your current mindset about money is. Mm. Second step, write down what you'd like your mindset to be about money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that would give us some great discussion. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and then I guess there's a third point. Who who do you know or know about that has an incredible amount of wealth and what is their mindset? Maybe we know, maybe we don't, but it would be awesome to figure out. Mm. Ask them. Well, if you know them personally, <laughs> yeah, you could. If you don't, if you just know about them, that might be hard, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and with that, uh, I guess we can uh, call this episode, uh, wrap it up, and uh, thanks for watching. Aloha. (laughs) Ciao. See you next week. All right. See you at the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, I'll be be the one in the mask. (laughs) Great. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together has inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.